Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Ah, the other host, as they like to call me. No back, one back likes home. to call you that. Yeah. It's, I haven't heard I haven't heard of anybody calling you that. You haven't heard of anything? No one? No one. No. Not, not a single murmur. Not a su- I, I've heard murmurs. You Whispers. Who are these whispers? You, you know, the Jazzy Jays. The, the Jazzy Jays. It sounds like a collective of high stepping like New York dancers. It remind what is it? it uh, do you watch um Shit's Creek? I have not watched it. Oh no, my I've gosh. Heard good there's things. like there's like a, a local choir group that the mom joins. The Jazzy Gals, that's what they're called. The jazz- <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go with that for for the for the collective uh supporters of Jazzy J. We'll we'll workshop that name. A <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll we'll come yeah. up with something. So yeah. I'm I'm Buzzy B, so I like to think of of my my collective as the hive. Oh, the hive. The hive. Yeah. All the members of the hive out there. Wow, that's you guys sound- know who you are. God, if that doesn't sound like an evil corporation. <laughs> I don't know. Look, guys, if you want to be on team the hive, the bad guys, I mean, that's up to you. But it's, you not, know, the, it's not the bad guys. Know, or you can be one of the jazz gals. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, like any option. Is there is there a good one? There's not a good option. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to workshop it. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing. That's, we need recommendations. If you, guys have, if you have good thoughts, be sure to send them into popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, ben, do you have a corny joke for us today? I do. I do. Jay, what, what is the best way to burn 1,000 calories? What is the best way to burn, uh, to like, I don't know, like light a brick of cheese on fire? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty close, actually. Oh, okay? Light a brick of cheese on fire. That would certainly do it. It seems uh, like such a waste of cheese. cheese. Jay, the, the answer is... Leave the pizza in the oven. Oh, pizza's way more than a thousand calories, though, right? Is it? If how you many? Eat a whole pizza? How many calories in a whole pizza? I feel like at least sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred calories in an entire pizza, man. I don't know. Maybe I need to eat more pizzas. I actually, I, I have the problem of not consuming typically enough calories 
on my daily. Yeah. And a lot of my fitness goals involve operating at a, at a, uh, what would it be? The opposite of a calorie deficit. Like a high calorie intake. A high, yes. Yeah. A high calorie intake. High is the caloric op- intake. Yes. As it were. As it were. Need lots of energy. Need tons of energy. Yeah. Don't have nearly enough. Right. Not nearly enough. Food turns into energy. Right. Yes. Right. Especially, I understand it. especially now that we have our new office, which is the third floor walk up and we're burning cows every time we're carrying new furniture up here to the new office. Yeah. We were carrying furniture up here to the new office today for the pop for the pop. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're making huge strides guys. Um, I'm actually so excited about this, but we've been wanting to switch over to the video version of the pop, so you can actually see us sitting there. Not, not switch over, just add on. Add on. Add, add on. on you know. Add on. So, well, same same pop, different different way of consuming. Yes, additional yeah. way of consuming. There we go. There yeah. we go. Yeah, people. Now it's been clarified. Yeah, we'll still be available anywhere you've already found. Wherever us. you're listening to us right now, that you can keep doing that. Right. Right. <laughs> Made clear. Made clear. Um, I'm excited to see what we can do by recording the pop with a visual aid to it. Yeah. Because the idea would be to continue to not have the visual aid be entirely necessary, but like it's my goal to have it be, it's really, I call it my goal. It's actually my excuse. Yeah. I, I want to, I want to flex my fashion muscles. Yeah. You know, a little bit, not mm. that I really have any of them, but I want to try to build some. Ben over here downplaying his own, trendiness once more once more literally literally i think the last time we spoke about this the example i gave was your like brown leather nike dunks and you were like what these no way not one day later we were out at a store and someone's like whoa are those leather nikes and i was like yeah i told you (laughs) i told you i told you i know i know i I had the exact same when that guy said that i was like "Mm." (laughs) okay maybe maybe he has a point Mm -hmm. the thing the thing is, though, I don't know what the thing is. I actually listened to that episode back because I got into the car with Alice, who had been listening to it, and we were driving out to her mom's land. So I was in the car, and I was like, I, I kind of want to hear like what an episode of The Pop is like, because typically we don't hear it after it's been edited. Yeah. We only like live it in real time. Yeah. So for one, immediately blown away by the number of things that we talk about that I forget about. Right. Almost instantly. It's yeah. like it, none of it gets stored up yeah, there. Yeah, it's even, it's even less like when you're writing the video script, like, you know, you come up with the idea and then there's like the all the intensive research that goes into any given idea and then you're like writing it down and then you're revising the script so by the end you've got a pretty firm handle on like what you said yes you know and you you know you go through the rough cut several times you're making you know you're pulling assets for it and but yeah with the pop we we sit down we have our notes we disregard them immediately (laughs) (laughs) and then (laughs) Why follow the notes when you could so easily just tangent left and right? You know, yes, exactly. But so here was my question, though, because I was listening back to that that segment of it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Jay was like mad at me. Like like you sounded steamed. I sounded steamed? A straight steamed like a baked potato. You, how are you making baked potatoes? Incorrectly, apparently. <laughs> you don't steam all of your I, baked potatoes? You know, I like to bring my baked potatoes into the sauna with me. <laughs> Get a real nice steam on them bad boys exactly exactly (laughs) but yeah no i thought i thought that was interesting because i didn't notice it in the in the real time as we were discussing but then i was like oh man i feel like he was getting he was getting flustered at me i don't think i was i don't recall being flustered at you that's good that's good i'm glad I, 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 I never want you to be flustered at me yeah that's that's the thing so here's the the opposite side of your coin you're like you want to 
you're excited about the prospect of flexing your apparent non-existent fashion muscles. Oh yeah, yeah. In a a way that apparently you're not doing on just the main Super Carlin Brothers show. Nope, nope. Different way, different way, different way. It's gonna be like a whole new Ben. Are you gonna gonna be be like? Are you gonna like bring separate wardrobes? Hard to say. Hard to say. It, it could be a deep investment for me. Okay. Like a real big. Yeah. It's like it could be a problem. Mm-hmm. That's what. I'm, that's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting. Okay. If done properly, it's like, man, I'm, I've gone too far. Like, you ready to record? Be like, well, I might have to run home and change. Like, that's a problem. Ben. I got the feathers guy showing up in like thirty. So the feathers guy. Yeah, the feathers guy to glue all the feathers on. Hmm. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Is this getting out of hand yet? Yeah. <clears throat> You know, whatever you want to do. It's like, at what point does it stop being fashion and start to become costumes? Yeah, there's a fine line, isn't there? There might be. Mm-hmm. There might be. I don't know what it is because I don't know that much about it. Apparently, but you're going to discover it. <laughs> My concern is that I like. I don't know how much of our body is going to be on camera. You're thinking mostly what? just shoes. I'm definitely not thinking that because, as you will know, one of the number one things that I always tend to do when we're recording anything is remove my shoes. I have seen you before stumble on a take like three times and be like, you know what it is? My shoes. I left them on today. And you will take your shoes off and then continue recording the video. Right now, I'm not wearing shoes. <laughs> I've taken them off since we started recording. Well, Jay, how are you going to show off to, all, like, to everybody your new, your new fashion shoe sense? Maybe I'll just start getting like pedicures or something. That could be you a know, thing. I just got to start like intensive foot care. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gotten a pedicure before? No, I've never gotten a pedicure before. I got a manicure once. Oh, before your wedding. On my wedding day. Yeah. I remember that. Oh my gosh. That's actually kind of a funny story. Oh, it. For, have we well, not told this story? Have we told this story? I don't know. By all means. It's possible that we have, but we'll do it again because, you know, every retelling can always come with brand new embellishments. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. So the the long and the short of it was that the day of Jay's wedding, we had booked a barber shop so that we and the rest of the groom groomsmen could come in and have like a shave and a fresh haircut and, you know, just sort of the, the whole works of the thing. Yeah. It's, um, just, it's like how everyone's going to meet up in the morning. We're all going to go get nice and freshened up we're all gonna meet downtown and the barbershop we go to this is like a service they provide like you can like order breakfast and they bring you up into this like back room and there's bagels and fruit trays and you know it's a fun time it's a fun time just hanging out yes yes and it's really cool and then they have like their they're like I forget what they call it, like the royal flush package or something like that, where it's you you get like all the all the work done. So you get like a shave and a haircut and like a a man and a manicure. I'm trying to think of what else was involved. With I think this. they because it's like a, a like a men's barbershop. They don't call it a manicure. They call it like hand treatment or something. Hand treatment. <laughs> something like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what would what would be a really good name for for something that would make it sound like just that much more gruff and tough. Like well, here's the thing. It already says man, man is already in it uh, right, right there in the name, right there in the title. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. I okay. mean, if anything, women are doing a pretty manly thing. Uh, getting, well, getting their manicures. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. That, that is one take. <laughs> did you notice anything different when you did it? Like, were you actually like, my hands look better. Are they uh, like, they feel, 
I don't, I mean, I'm looking at my hands right now as if I can, like, oh yeah, how did they look on that day uh, five years ago? Hmm. I, I don't know in particular, but the only reason I really wanted to do it was because I was unsure whether there would be some, like, up-close photos of our hands because oh, we sure. had, like, rings on. Yep. And I was like, oh, they may as well look good. Yes, and yes. So. Okay, so here, here's the funny thing about me. I, like, people bite their nails, like, oh, as, like, yeah. a way to, like, deal with, like, nerves and stuff like that. Yeah. You don't bite your nails. Well, I don't bite my nails, but I uh, bite my cuticles okay. a lot. Okay. Yeah, this has been a thing for, well... It's uh, on my thumbs in particular. I mean, you can see it right now if I show you. I, I don't even, maybe biting is the wrong thing, but I will like pick at them with my other nails. The other fingers. Okay. Like that's yeah. like a nervous tick. Okay. Mm. I used to do a thing and I'll, I'll come back to where I was going with that anyway. With my left hand, I would put my thumb in between my index finger and my middle finger and I would like grip it really tightly. Hmm. Interesting. And it used to be this thing where like the bottom little like ridge where your nail meets like your like the I don't know the bed where the nail comes from. Yeah, it got like damaged. Wow. And there was this really weird thing for like a, a period of time where there was like a hole right in the middle of my thumbnail that had to like grow all the way out. Wow. And it was I mean, it was really it, I mean, like it looked really banged up. Like people would ask me like, what happened to your thumb? Like because it was it was that like. I don't know, aggressive or whatever. And then I think I just kept doing it frequently enough that it probably went on for like two years where I had this like this hole in my thumb. And I remember it was always so embarrassing because it was like, especially in high school, you would, if you like went on a date, there was always that like really momentous occasion where you like were at the movie theater and like put your arm around the girl or something. Yeah. And I usually flat terrified and typically like, yeah, I, I feel like on all those dates, I would spend the first hour and 40 minutes of the movie literally just sweaty palms. Right. Like, what's like, even happening in like, this movie? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Who even knows? I don't, I don't remember anything that happened other than I was so spooked. But I remember that was like one of the, that was one of the things that contributed to it was I was like really like self-conscious about this like one thumbnail that I had. Oh, oh. So anyway, that was, that was a concern there. But the other thing is, is that I've, I've never been able to understand how people bite their nails. Like they, I feel like they always seem like too thick. Like I couldn't imagine being able to successfully like bite through the nail. Well, I imagine if you are doing a lot of biting down on it, you are eventually flattening it out and making it a lot weaker over time. Oh, I see. You've damaged yeah. the integrity of the nail. Right, right, right. Yeah. If you just got a nice healthy nail, of course, I mean, if you're just going to, I think you're right. It would be very difficult to just, if if you're not a nail biter at all, to just put that nail in your mouth and chomp and oh. get a good crackling out of it. A That's the crack. worst. I can't even I imagine like, it. I feel so certain that somebody was listening to the podcast on a speaker and just now somebody walked in and caught this portion of it. And they're like, what are you listening what to? Is this yeah. weird podcast? <laughs> Hello, new friend who just walked into the room. Hey, what's up? How are you? <laughs> but so anyway, so I don't bite my nails. But then what frequently happens with me is that my nails get too long. And I, I don't know if you have that problem at all, but I feel like I'm I'm constantly like in need of like clipping my nails. Clipping the nails. Yeah. This. Th- yeah, that that does happen. I don't know if maybe like our genetics just uh, cause our nails to grow real fast. But I often find myself thinking or often will go what feels like too long without clipping them. Yes, and precisely. And I will be like, oh man, I, they're getting, it's getting too late. So, yes. Okay, so, but you're, uh, but I never seem to see anyone else who has 
this affliction. Like, like with nails, the fingernails yeah. that are too long. And I would say that I've met a surprising number of people who, when you see their nails, it looks like when they're clipping them, they're like going so far back with the nail. Like, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. So like, if you were to look at my nails from, from like, if I were to face my hand at my, like with the nails facing away from me, yeah. I can actually see my nails sticking out from my hand. Like if you're looking at your palm, if I'm looking your, at my like palm, open hand palm, you can see your nails extending past the end of your finger. Right. But I think what you're saying is that some people would clip them so short that you would not be able to see them. I think, oh, for sure. I mean, right now I can't see them if I look at them in the same way, but I also would say that they are of regular length at the moment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, yeah, this is, the, I, it's almost the exact problem I used to have with haircuts, Yeah. which was that like, it was never something that was really explained to me as like, like try to maintain a constant look. Yeah. And so most of the time what I was doing was like cutting my haircut back to, you know, like base point and then letting it grow for six months, eight months, <laughs> right. going and getting another haircut, going back to that baseline. And so especially if you watch years one and two of Super Carlin Brothers, you'll see this happening where like one, I'm learning how to like gel my hair and then learn like kind of getting the hang of it. And then my hair is getting way too long for the gel to be able to manage it anymore. Uh-huh. So it, it kind of goes like through varying stages of like, oh, he's kind of got it figured out to like, oh, he does not have it figured out. Right. And it's it's that was I always thought that was really like noticeable, especially when I would open my editing software and you could see all the like thumbnails for all the various videos. Yeah. And it's like, you could like see it grow, you know, whatever. But that's, that's how I feel about my nails is that (laughs) they are, it's like, I haven't learned yet how to clip them when they need it instead of when they've become too long. Right. That's, that's my dilemma. Well, I think, you know, nail length is largely a preference thing, but I also think it's the sort of thing that when you're like, Specifically, maybe if you're a guy growing up, it is the sort of thing that can garner negative attention if they're even like remotely too long. Oh, interesting. Like, you know, because like, you know, painting your nails or doing something is like traditionally maybe a more um, girly thing. Okay, sure. Growing up. So like girls have their nails painted and they look nice and they're taken care of all the time. Right. But because that often leaves their nails a little bit longer, like. The idea that having long nails is then girly, I guess. Does that make sense? I, I think I, I think I follow the logic, but like, I, I I disagree with it oh, on the whole. For sure. Um <clears throat> I yeah, I agree. But I this this I think is the the mentality of like a eight to fifteen year old boy potentially. Sure. At least that, it, yeah, in, in our our phase of it, yeah, that, coming up. Let me tell let me tell you. I let me not generalize. I will say that was my experience. Yes, okay, there you go. That's <laughs> I was gonna say that's a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like it seemed like the math uh that my peers were doing was that long nails or like any any like and so the result was that you would see a lot of like guys would have extremely short almost like almost like look like their fingers were like stubby or something yeah 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 i had one of my one of my best friends growing up i always noticed that like where it almost seemed like the nail we've talked about this for way too long already Um, (laughs) guys they're talking about fingernails (laughs) like how long can it go on (laughs) just wait till we get to the chalkboard segment Um, but yeah, no, I, I had a friend and it was, I always wondered like, what would happen if you let your nails grow out? Because it seemed like they would almost like grow into 
like like the skin like as if they were like recessed into i i feel like i'm i'm like wigging myself out now i got the finger tingles oh. <laughs> okay so last thought on this before before we uh, abruptly change directions to any other topic whatsoever there's a <laughs> there's a moment in how i met your mother where i feel like they're so good at identifying like all these little little things but at one point in time i think it's lily says something where she's like oh it's like a guy whose fingernails are like too well kept and I've always been like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> like, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm always, I've, I, it like sticks with me. I think about it like regularly, this like idea that a writer somewhere included this in a, in a sitcom yeah. to where it must be a relatable enough idea to where it's like, mm, no, like that part, like those, those fingernails too well cared for. It's like, what does that mean? Well, interestingly though, on how I met your mother, Barney regularly gets manicures. Okay. I think okay. in one episode he says he gets it like twice a week or something. See, but maybe that's maybe that is like what I'm not doing. So I have regularly scared, scheduled haircuts yeah. now so that my hair never gets too long. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what I need with my fingernails so that I so that they're not getting too long. Do you know the other department I feel like this is going to this would be a, a maybe a little bit of a left turn uh that I think I dis- decided this was the problem was was a uh, socks socks what yeah. about socks so like growing up like middle school age at some like i think like in elementary school your mom you know you just your mom buys you socks you put them on you go to school literally never think twice you about don't it. think you're like these are socks i put them on whatever no right. big deal but at some point at some point in my middle school career if you had socks that went above your ankle like oh no good it was like the no show socks yeah it was like no that was like bad news okay don't do that so it's been interesting like it like my like to this day it affects me where i'm like every sock i wear will either barely come will barely come above the shoe okay you know like that that's pretty much it like as far as like athletic socks or something sure sure if you're wearing like shorts yeah like if you're wearing shorts yeah okay yeah showing a little ankle (laughs) exactly like socks that cover your ankle no good this is and i know this is like leftover from like seventh grade yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. it's like mm, something has been identified as not cool and this is you gotta reel it in (laughs) and it's like and, and it's like in my mind i'm like okay here's the thing there's no situation if as long as you keep the sock short there's no situation in which you are at risk like if you go tall sock like i think right now uh like the tall sock look is sort of in like the tall athletic sock yeah with you know is just sort of like an in thing but i remember when i first started seeing it i was like man these kids they don't know what's up (laughs) no one's told them yet (laughs) they don't get it obviously things have changed yes yes i think you're exactly right i remember um when I when I used to work at the aquarium store, I had this one like th- this one customer who came in and he had a son who did the aquarium things with us with him. And it always stood out to me because that was sort of like my relationship with our dad was I would mm-hmm. go and do the aquarium stuff. So the, the these two guys and you could tell that this guy's son was like cool, yeah. you know, like like in in his high school, he was cool. Right. <laughs> and But you're exactly right. There was one day when he came in and he was wearing the tall tube socks coming up like halfway up your calf. And he was wearing like athletic sandals. Yeah. And I was like, like the one strap, the one big strap sandal. Like the, like the Mark Zuckerberg, uh, je- uh, social network sandals. Yes. Yeah. 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 Except for like, maybe like a bit more like fashion forward version of those. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah. Like I remember, and I was like, Ooh, Ooh, this makes me like, like 
does he have it? And then I, it was totally one of those things where the more than I was f- exposed to this and seeing more people do it, I was like, oh, yeah, no, no. It was me that didn't understand. Right. Like they in the know. Yeah. In the know. But like, yeah, you're right, though. Like if I imagine <clears throat> walking into seventh grade homeroom with tall socks and one one strap flip flops. Yeah. No good. No good. No good. Well, and what I used to do, so I, I think that as this was happening, as the as the no show socks were becoming the in thing to do, I remember that I would I think I had like a three pack that like we were buying shoes and I was like, Mom, can I get some of these socks? And she was like, sure. And so it was like three days a week. I was good. No prob. But then the other two days of the week, I was constantly having to do this like kind of improvised thing mm-hmm. where I would take the the tall sock and like literally fold it backwards down. Oh, so this like this. This was a big thing for you, too. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I was okay. I was definitely aware of it. And, but it was it was kind of like it looked really not cool. If you I don't know. Based on whose opinion, uh, right, mine. Yeah. But um, like, if you were to see the folded down sock, it was like maybe it was also just because I knew what I was doing. Right, yeah, and like, it was like, like you you know you're like cheating, and you're like everyone's gonna everyone can tell. Yes. Yeah. But I remember it was something, especially in gym class, when you would like go to the locker room and change and stuff. It was like I I was always kind of like trying to leave like a hoodie sort of on the ground near my feet, so that like as I would take my shoes off to change into shorts. <laughs> oh. Man. You were like kind of like hiding the fact that you had these like tube socks that were like double rolled down. Yeah. In order to like prevent it. Yeah. I, I was I was like, yeah, this was a thing. This, that this was, was like, a thing. You brought it up. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, socks, socks. But then yeah. then I went down the, the whole thing. Now I remember all sorts of memories from it, man. Now, see, the the interesting part about like that, how I think all that went down as I grew up is like when you once I transitioned into the professional world, like in the the mid 20 teens or so yes and probably still now wearing particularly flashy socks was like sort of a cool thing yeah so yeah, yeah like it, 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 it sort of became a big thing for you yeah for sure because it was like a you know you're you're trying to figure out how to you know stand out or like a, you know adapt a new style for your new professional life or whatever right and when especially for like men's fashion it's all kind of you know about the same you got you got a button-down shirt it's probably like blue or white or pink or whatever. Maybe you have some stripes. Maybe you have some. Well, I, I don't know. You're, you're fairly <laughs> limited in yeah. basically the world of shirt, tie, jacket, right, slacks, pants. Yeah, yeah. You got, I had a, I had like khakis. I had a gray pair. I had a black pair. You know, right. Whatever. I had a black pair of shoes and a brown pair of shoes. Got it. And but the the really fun thing then you can do every day is like, well, what socks are you wearing? And it's like you realize it doesn't matter what you're wearing. The socks do not have to match at all. In fact, it's almost better if they don't. And it's just like, uh, I think, I think part of me was like, oh my gosh, sock freedom. Like, like, like I, I've, <laughs> I've spent my whole life like worrying. Right, right, right. Release me of these thing. chains. And it's exactly what it was like. And then uh, this was, this is such a frustrating thing. So we did the Super Carlin Sock Club. Yeah. On on the main channel for years, years, like, people still bring it up and they're like, yeah. bring back. And you, you always had that soundbite that was like, these mm-hmm. socks are amazing. Yes. Yeah. We had, we had the soundbite that we play at the end of uh, every, everything. These socks are amazing. And uh, I thought it was this fun thing. And so what I wanted to make it a thing on the channel. And because like when you're, when you're starting out on YouTube, especially like you have all these different ideas, like what are different ways we can like get, you know, get people's attention. How do we get noticed? How do we do a thing? How can we get people excited about something? And so in my mind, I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to every 
week, I'm just going to post a picture of whatever crazy socks I have because I had like probably at at the height of this like 40 different pairs of socks yeah like yeah. a lot and it became a total like snowball gift we're like oh you like crazy socks here's more crazy socks hey. like okay great they're awesome i love them you know and then it just sort of explodes out of us so like in my mind i was like okay we can make this a thing we can make like the sock club a thing and then maybe we can like s- like sell socks or something like right. it'll be like a fun that it'd be like a really natural transition or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like you could have Super Carl and Mother socks and we've done the sock club thing forever. It's like what what a what a perfect kind of merch. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That never, ever panned out. But this was this was the funny thing that started happening was that I the I would post the socks on Instagram and it was like it was also like an, it was kind of like you were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Like, oh, every day of the week, I'll have like a theme. Yes. So every Tuesday it was like. I'm going to post a picture of socks every Tuesday because that's when I do videos, right? But the people who were noticing it and who it actually caught fire with was not the YouTube audience, but a different section of my Instagram audience, which were other marketing people in the company I worked for. Oh, because, wow. Yes. So so I worked for, I did event marketing, as we've talked about, and we, you know, like I worked at our venue but I worked for like a venue management company and they right. had venues all over the country. So like every month you'd get on a call with people who were also doing marketing at, you know, 10 other venues on the East Coast or something. Sure, sure. And you'd sort of get to know them. And once a year there's a conference and you get to meet them all. And, you know, yeah, everyone adds each other. It's, you know, it was very fun conferences and stuff. But so anyway, because these are all the other young professionals who were probably wearing fun socks who I now know, and everyone's like the same age. Like those are the people that caught on with. Yes. And I started getting emails from people that like within the company, they wanted to do like a weekly sock club and like have, you know, I don't, I don't, I know this started happening. I was like, like I had this great idea (laughs) that I wanted to do for my YouTube channel. And now it is catching on with my work life instead. It's like, no, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, no, cause that was also a good thing. It was like, Hey, look, look what I started. This was fun. Right. Right. You know, like, Hey, look, what a cool thing. But the problem was then like, I wanted to continue to do it for super Carlin brothers. <laughs> and it was like, if I start posting on my captions on my Instagram, like super Carlin sock club or whatever, like the other people like they basically like the exact idea I had was what they came up with to do. Oh wow! And it was it was like if I try and steal it back, they're gonna think I took the idea from them when they have just run with exactly what I wanted to do for me. Oh. <laughs> it was it was this like hilarious problem I had. It was like, how do I do that? How do I do this? Right. When am I gonna, how am I gonna get out of this? And ultimately, what happened is uh, it just tapered off at work. And I just did it anyway. And nice. I did get a few messages like, hey, this seems familiar. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yes, you almost stole it from me. Almost. <laughs> almost. almost. <clears throat> I, I came up with it first. I came, I came up I with this. I have proof. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had this whole plan. It was right. a very long-term planning. And uh, and anyway, we never sold socks. So. <laughs> we never sold socks. I know. I think it was something that we brought up with the first ever, like, I don't even know what how to describe him, talent manager that we had. And it yeah. was like this was like one of those things where I don't know, uh, we were like, like, you know, they pitch it to you as if like we can help you achieve your vision and like whatever, like merchandising. We're, we're there for all that. And we were like, we want to do socks. And they were like, mm, don't do socks. And it was like, well, like, why, you- like, why not? Like, surprisingly, socks are kind of hard to make. And, you know, it was like 
I, I don't know whatever the reason was, but it was like, we are set up. Like, we could not be a brand with an audience that's more leaned in on the socks. On the socks, yeah. yeah. It's like, like Super Carlin Roller Socks. How perfect. It's in every video already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I feel like that was a real, probably a missed opportunity. I feel like it was maybe just bad advice. I feel like it probably was because the same person told us not to do coffee mugs. And uh, <laughs> it's like our most popular it's like, thing ever. <laughs> most popular thing. Yeah, like so. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there we go. Anyway, we go. that's a peek behind the curtain for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it's it's. I think it's so interesting those early days of YouTube though, because I, we may have talked about this before. I'm not sure, but I remember like as we were as we were starting, you know, like you you desperately want to find a way to like have the channel and all this effort that you're putting into it, like generating some revenue. Like you want to be able to start like believing that you're moving closer towards like, this could be my full-time job. And if that's the case, then like, you know, it'd be so much more fun, but you're, you definitely spend a long time churning in the beginning where like nothing's really happening. Right. But I feel like we had this really like leaned in audience and I've, I've always felt this way, but like almost if, brands had recognized the fact that any of them that had supported us at that point in time while we were so small the like 2000 people that were watching our videos every week would have been like thank thank you for supporting these guys we will buy the product because you're helping them right you know it was always like ah it, it i always felt like things would have been more successful very early on right. than when they finally came around mm-hmm. and you know it, it, it i don't know this was it was just such a such a weird thing. Right. Uh, yeah, I, w- I wanted it to go sooner. <laughs> well, it just it consumes so much of what you're thinking about because it's, you know, especially when you first start out, it takes up almost all of your free time. Right. Whereas like now it's it's all of our like work time. So we have free time to have other, um, you know, endeavors and lives. You outside. have other you're doing so something outside of this the endeavors are like spending time with my family okay i got you i got you okay really anything as opposed to go to your job all day and then come home and immediately spend all of the rest of your waking hours also doing youtube yes yeah yes that was that was the early days those were the early days oh yes jay how about a fun fact about coyotes oh yeah (laughs) oh Let's see here, Ben. What's your fun fact about coyotes this week? Today's fun fact about coyotes is that the coyote runs with its tail down. Dogs run with their tails up and wolves run with their tails straight out. Wow. I know. I thought it was very interesting. I wonder what accounts for that. You'd think to me, just guessing, it sounds like the wolf has got the way to go. It seems like the it wolf is like streamlined. Like, streamlined. You know? It's like, look out, man. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I know. this. It's very interesting. And it, it's like... The tail of the dog is definitely one of those things, especially in these like in the wild circumstances or even like herding dogs very frequently will either. I've actually it's never been very clear to me whether or not they don't have tails genetically or if they're docked when they're young. And I think maybe it's a combination of both. But I think that like a herding dog, for example, can like damage its tail if like a cow steps on it or something. So it's better to not. I see. Have a tail mm. but I'm, I'm not sure if the the breed of dog was selected for that reason or if there's something else contributing to it but I, I wondered about running with its tail down because it feels like that could be dangerous for it like it seems like it could run into something 
Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Me either. Coyotes. What are you doing? What fascinating creatures? Well, because the other thing, I think it's interesting that this is just part of what they do because with regular dogs, you always hear that like if you see their tail between their legs, it's because they're like upset. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So, like with that in mind, if I saw a coyote and it was running and it had a tail between its legs, I'd be like, oh man. Like, no, you I, could just be like, Ben, come speak to the coyote. <laughs> ben, Kip, this coyote needs a little pep talk. And I'd be like, hey, friend. Let's talk. <laughs> I got some I got some words for you. We got yeah, there you go. Got some words for you. Okay, so speaking of words, yeah. Hardcore segue. Here is a conversation I've been having with Alice over the past couple of weeks. Okay. We had a really fascinating discovery about the difference in the way that both of us think. Okay. So my question is: do you have an inner monologue? And does that inner monologue, is it like, like, do you speak words inside of your head? Right. Like, is it like something you hear almost? Right. So like, yeah, exactly. Like when you speak words, are you almost like speaking words for yourself to then hear? But right. I, I suppose because they're your thoughts, you're both hearing them and saying them simultaneously. Right. I don't, I don't know if there's a delay involved this, with that. This is one of those classic situations where as soon as you try and self-assess, it becomes impossible. It becomes so hard. Like, while you're thinking about it, like, I can think in words and, like, try and hear them, but I'm like, am I always doing that? Is that... I will say that I saw you put this note on the document a while ago, and... I have taken to since I don't have my, I don't have my real life chess set yet. Not yet. But I've been I've been just doing some like some practice games against some computer opponents. Okay, are you um, winning? Uh, boy, <laughs> let me tell you, not no, no. <laughs> it is well. I've got several different depending on whatever device I'm holding or in front of. Okay. Like if you have a like a Mac, like there's a built-in chess app. On okay. That, whether okay. or not it, you've ever opened it, I, have, I sure haven't. It's not PC, not so much. I actually went on to Steam, and the there's a there's a free chess game, and you can uh, pay for the premium like for like a dollar. And I was like, okay, turn all the ads off. Sounds good to me. Handy. And then I also have a sep a whole different app on my phone that I can play on. And the one on my phone is the one I've been doing the most because I just have my phone with me the most. Makes sense. Yeah. And let me just say, I feel like. I think Beth almost wanted me when I started doing this to like, she was like, you need to just stop doing this because it seems like it's making you really frustrated. Oh, really? <laughs> it like, and I like, I understand where she's coming from entirely because it has like, like four difficulty settings on it, which is like easy, normal, hard, like very hard. Okay. Or whatever. And so I was like, okay, I, I played quite a bit of chess in my younger days or whatever. I'll, let me just set it on normal here. And like the amount of brain power I would put in to like the end result was infuriating. So like, how is this like, like maybe, maybe I'm just like rusty or something or like, I cannot believe that like the, the rate at which I am failing here. Do you think that, do you think that maybe you're a lot more, like, we talk about this all the time and I feel like you almost like get frustrated that people know that you have this reputation for being good at games. Do you think that maybe you have underestimated how much you win at games and now losing at games? It's like, well, I don't like to lose. This is very frustrating. No, no. Like I, I don't like, I, I definitely do not like to lose. And like, I know, I know when we're in these situations that like I win a lot of games and stuff like that, <laughs> right. but here's, I think I'm just mostly complaining because I was like, okay, okay, let me just, let me take a breather here. Let me put it on the easy setting and see 
what the difference is. Yeah. And the problem I found was that if you put it on easy, it is like stupid easy. Oh, I see. Like you put it on easy. It's like this isn't even this isn't even challenging. Okay. Like, you know, it's not, not and, and like, I don't know what I'm hoping for. So I'm like down the middle 51% victory sure. every time or something. I mean, I feel like that would probably, I mean, to me, it would feel like the best difficulty level to be operating at would be it's taking effort and energy, but you are still, you're still winning. Right. I, I suppose would be the outcome. Yeah, so like, you want to feel like you successfully outthought the opponent. Right. This is like, oh, move this pawn. Like, okay, let me move this pawn here to be threatened by their queen and if they take it which of course they won't i'll just steal it with my knight or whatever but then it's like oh no they took they did take it like like that was like you know no one would ever right it would be so you know, obvious. trade their queen for a pawn right <laughs> like right, right, right that's that's such a dumb move as to no one would do it okay so let me back up here because you said there was like easy medium hard extra hard yeah okay and so you've been losing at medium uh, yes okay i would say i've i've like won once stalemated once and i probably lost like seven times okay okay yeah. so i would say in the scheme of things still probably pretty early in your in my yeah, like re-entry to the game or whatever. Okay, sure. so you said though, you said that you were connecting this to your inner monologue, like yeah. the way that you were thinking. So is, what what's going on with that? Like, yeah, yeah is, let's circle back. Let's circle, well, I'm just curious, yeah, like how, how you got there because it sounds like what's happening is that you're playing chess, you're losing at chess, and it's making you frustrated to the point where Beth is like, why do you keep doing it? Right. Okay. Well, so the inner monologue part is not nothing to do with like the end result. It's more like the actual gameplay itself where I'm trying to think through what to do. Oh, I see. So like I can like very clearly hear myself like planning out like, okay, if I move here, then he takes, I take, I take. No, that doesn't work. Like, okay, what if I move this here? That thread, like I can hear all that thought process. Like I'm not saying it out loud. Right. But I can like really hear what's happening especially in, in like a way that other activities are not like making me like really think very like okay popcorn culture is supported by arena club okay so you guys know that i love trading card games and that me and ben are big time collectors of pokemon cards you know it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth and like even in our office we have not one but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled but something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading 
or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. But like, I think this is always the question, like when you, when you read are you like hearing yourself read I in am. your head? Yeah. Okay. Cause some people are just like, you know, they're just like, mo- they're and, scanning the page. Yeah. And it's, it's very hard to self assess. And it's one of those where like, is everyone actually experiencing it the same and like self describing it differently or like self reporting it differently? Right. <clears throat> like we, we've talked about that before. Like, is it possible that people see colors differently? And so this was to circle back to what I, to why I brought it up. So Alice does not have an inner monologue. Like she doesn't form sentences in her, in her head. Like when she's <clears throat> thinking about things, she's typically thinking like about specific memories. Like she's like really like reliving memories or imagining locations that she knows mm-hmm. of. So like if, when she's thinking about going to the grocery store, she's not like, okay, I need milk, eggs and bacon. She's like picturing milk, eggs and bacon mm-hmm. as like, 
things that are on the list. Right. Um, but they're not words. They're like the the items themselves. The images, right. Yeah. I would say, to your, to answer your question, I think, yes, I do have an inner monologue. Okay. okay. Um, I would also say that would be reinforced by the fact that often... I will like pace around and speak said monologue out loud. I do the same thing. And very frequently, this is like where I, I've talked about this before, but I feel like I have a very, very brief short term memory, like cash. Yeah. So like for me, a lot of times, it's not like I can set like multiple ideas up in a row and have them all like, like ready access. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if I don't write them out in front of me, I will like immediately start forgetting you know, certain things, unless I have like a mnemonic device specifically to remember that, mm-hmm. you know? And so that is one though, like, but if I, if I'm like talking out loud and saying it into the room, it's almost like I have then heard the information as well as thought the information. Yeah. And then it's like, I can digest more at once with the only caveat being that you can only, you can only talk to yourself typically within the privacy of being only with yourself. Yeah. You're probably not walking around your house like while Beth is doing dishes and like just talking in full sentences to you. Not out loud. Not out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Certainly not. Right. Yeah. So sometimes I actually deeply benefit from being able to speak to myself. Oh, absolutely. This is like a huge thing, especially when we're writing videos. Yes. Because the way I write is with a lot of like voice and like very conversationally. So a lot of times what can happen when you're like writing a script is that you will write it and then you will like go back and correct it to be good writing. But good writing is not always good talking. Right. You know, good Good, talking, good talking. Like people, this was, this was actually going back to my lovely acting class, which somehow we always seem like we circle back to. It's because it was a pivotal moment of your life. Apparently, apparently. Whether or not you realize it, I feel like that's something, actually this is, this might transition nicely here in a few minutes. Whether or not you realize it, it was a, it was a huge change. Huge change. Huge well, change. I would recommend everyone take intro to acting if you can. In especially college. at Virginia Tech. Especially, especially at Virginia Tech. One of the earliest assignments was to just go to a dining hall and eavesdrop on people. Okay. And to, and to try and record what they were saying by hand and then just and then basically just analyze the speech pattern okay. that they were using. Yep. Because the way people talk out loud, especially to each other, is filled with tons of shorthand and vocal fillers and ers and ums and shortcuts and um like a lot of fill in the blanks a lot yeah yeah, yeah. i was i literally almost said that exact thing as you were like reaching for the words yeah it was kind of like yeah you would get to the end of the sentence and then i would complete it for you and it would just carry on right which yeah would from a writing perspective you would imagine that if character one completed the other character sentence that there would some be some type of narrative reason yeah that the other the other person did that yeah the point is that part of the way i will like sometimes try and get to the next line of the script is to like walk around and just sort of imagine i'm explaining this video where like i'm often i will imagine i'm talking to you okay um that was (laughs) because that was how i did so many of the early videos right it was to you right so i'll be like okay so then harry and you know whatever whatever we're talking about and i will the problem is i always want to be right next to the computer because so often i will like put it right out in front of me i will say exactly the sentence i want like oh that made sense and then i'll be like how did i say that and by the time i get to the computer it is completely gone completely gone oh and i hate that i'm like like i almost need to walk around like with a voice recorder 
out or something. Right, right, right. But like at the same time, it's like I know as soon as the recorder's on, then I'm not naturally talking. I'm now like performing for the recorder. For the recorder, and uh, it drives me crazy when I when I lose the thread of it like that because I will ha- so. Like I some because the way uh, my basement is set up, I've got my my computers in my office, but there's not a lot of room to pace in there. So I'll go like out to the playroom where Luke plays. Sure. But boy, if I get if I get a good sentence, I got to like run back. Don't forget. That was exactly the right wording. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's one of those things where I so I've always thought that I was on the Truman Show, you know, like don't we all don't do, do we all? I don't know. Very curious question. So in case you don't know what the Truman Show is, basically the very short version of it is that it's an entire television show that revolves around one person's life. And they've literally followed him from birth all the way up until he's an adult. And all of the people that he knows and everything that he does is all part of like an elaborate scheme. Yeah, It's and all part of a show. It's all part of a show. And he's the main character. So like they they work the way that it gets funding is like his wife will come home and be like, I got the new salad chopper. Yeah. You know. And like we'll describe that item and then people out in the real world can actually go and buy it. Right. Like that's how they like inadvertently insert commercials into the show. Exactly. Without him realizing it. But this is very much like the idea that you're at the center of your own universe. So like you always feel like there's a grant like you are at the middle of the story and everything else is just happening around you. But it would be it would be so interesting for those moments when you like say something out loud and the audience heard you say it and then immediately watch you pop onto the computer and try to like recap it. Yeah. It'd be like, it, it would be so interesting to watch it from a third party perspective and be like, he didn't quite get it. He <laughs> forgot that one word. Got that one word. Mm. It's like he had it know, the first time. We know, but he like, doesn't. We know. We know. The thing about the Truman show, I was reading about this just a couple of months ago because it is just one of those movies that like once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. You can't unsee <laughs> you it. Can't yeah. unsee the Truman show. You forever think you <laughs> are the star of the Truman show. The the prop the and what much of the writing about the Truman show is like it, it's almost like prophetic nature. Okay. Like how like today in twenty twenty anyone can basically be on a screen you know you can carry a camera around with you and record every aspect of your life and put it up online for everyone to see sure and you know like like the advent of reality tv like this is a this is a huge thing right everyone everyone you know doesn't even have to like wonder are they on the truman show they can physically put themselves on the truman show okay but the the contrast to the movie itself is that truman in the movie doesn't know does not know and that's the real magic of it right and that's so like you you wonder if you're on the truman show it's like well i don't know like if you if you're trying to be on the truman show then you're not you know right. i guess that that was sort of it was a very interesting read how it like predicted how people would want to be like because i guess even when it came out the idea of like being on camera or being on tv was still like very novel oh yeah that's where, a good you know, point. there wasn't like streaming internet when the movie came out right you're talking like yeah i think like 1990s yeah 90s late 90s somewhere in there jim carrey's career was sort of and apparently apparently this is now just sort of tangenting uh the truman show was like a real like self-reflection type movie for jim carrey himself it was like a real turning point in his career oh interesting because like he had just finished like the mask and ace ventura and uh what whatever something liar else. liar Li- maybe liar liar okay i don't know there was like three really big ones where he was in like full super crazy like animated jim carrey it was Mode. like the hottest person in hollywood yeah yeah, yeah 
and like the um like who like who he was to the camera versus not the camera was becoming like a really blurry line and stuff like personally for him okay yeah stuff like that anyway that is uh, no it's 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 incredibly interesting and i think you're right like i think the idea of of not knowing but then i think the other thing for me about this like kind of idea phenomenon yeah. as we always like to say if if it's me and if i am on this show it's almost that like desire to become self-aware of it because like it'd be like how long could he possibly go without figuring it out like surely he must know <laughs> the thing- and so it's like it's like that moment for me it's like it's like if i say it out into the world it's like guys i know i it's like i'm like looking around you know like i'm I know this is happening. I know that you're I know you're all watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's so weird because like if you if you try and think about if you try and like extrapolate out like how could it like work? You almost get to the point where you know, you've lived enough of the life, you've traveled as far as you have for the Truman show to be truly happening to you. The it, set has to be the world. The, almost all of Earth has to be the set and Everything has to be happening completely naturally the way it is, but you are the only focus, right? Like everyone is part of the show, even if like, like earth basically exists to create the world in which you live. So other aliens can watch your existence. But see, okay. So that's the thing though, is that that would be, but I mean, maybe this is, this would be taking it such a huge step in a different direction is, is not even that it's you the person or whatever like you might be a character in the show mm-hmm. but like when you think about how big the galaxy is and mm-hmm. the universe and and everything it's like what if the planet itself yeah is the story right like that's what's actually happening is that it literally is like a set and it's like <laughs> we're just gonna go put people down there and just like watch yeah i hope we don't get canceled man no, this is this I think is actually a um an actual storyline in an episode of South Park. Oh, where is it? Okay. Earth is a reality show and it's up for cancellation and they have to go convince them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> not to not, not to, to cancel not to it. And the premise is that like, you know, like if you watch Star Wars, there's always like one species that covers the whole planet. Right. And the premise is like they took every species from all the other worlds and just put them in like like there's a whole world where it's just deer and there's a whole world where it's just cows, but we put everything include you know right, right, in right. one um, spot. What um, happened? Well, yeah <laughs> let's see yeah anyway yeah no, it, it, it seems pretty interesting okay so then next question to cause as much existential crisis in one episode as humanly possible oh boy is how much do you think your perception of yourself is different from the way that other people perceive you oh ben this is if people knew who knows who a knows lo- a, a lot like, I would think. I, oh my gosh. This, I have this struggle constantly where I'm like, it's like, I know how much goes on inside of like my brain and like how, how many different things I think about in a given day. And I'm like, how do other people see me? Do they have any idea how much I'm like, I'm like turning over events and interactions and conversations and individual moments? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, like do they have any idea I spend most of my life just like, like reliving and replaying specific things just to like see how i did right or like how something went down or if there was a specific inflection like there's a whole episode of black mirror where they have cameras in their eyes and yes it's a it's a very interesting episode and uh the guy has this like moment at a dinner party where his like wife laughs a little bit too loud at another person at their dinner party's joke and then basically the premise of the episode is him reviewing 
starting with that laugh. Yeah. He's like going back and like finding all of these other moments that might connect the pieces of the puzzle to tell the big story of what he just realized was happening. Well, he's like paranoid. His wife's having an affair. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But the, I think that's the that's the moment that like tells him or something. He, that's like what tips him off. And it's it's, you know, it's the, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil the episode for right. people, but it's, you know, it has a very black mirror type ending. But yeah, it's it's an interesting thing where it's like, is it you you, they, they show very creatively throughout the episode all the different ways in which this has like penetrated every person's life. Yes. They're like, oh, all things are replayable at all times and people will like cast their memories literally like into the TV then basically. Right. So, like, and relive them, it. which I always feel like must create some sort of weird like infinite loop of like you now have a memory of watching a memory of, you know, oh, yeah, and that's then you point. can watch a memory of you watching a memory of you watching a memory. Anyway, but ultimately you know they he, i think the guy decides like and this is not this is worse yeah 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 well so anyway but i that like that episode always really stood out to me because it i feel like that is how i tend to like live my life yeah like i will have conversations with people and then like literally spend like the next like several days like recapping the conversation trying to remember it to the best of my ability mm-hmm. and i remember when this really started getting strange for me was like when I went to college and you know, there's those, those evenings with libations yeah, and you'd be like talking to like a variety of different people and it would be kind of like none of the conversations were really that important really mm-hmm. in the scheme of things, but like it could have been just friends of friends or something like that. And I feel like a lot of times what would happen is I would like go to bed that night and I would try and this is like what used to always kill me. I would try to replay all the conversations I'd had through the night and like yeah. try to like remember. But this is where the impact of the libations was making everything like Very that much difficult. harder yeah. to like see past. And it, you, I mean, I used to like lie in bed the whole night just being like, I need to remember how that conversation went and how they reacted because it seemed like they reacted in a way I didn't expect. But I can't remember what that reaction was. And... I don't yeah. know, you know, like lots of lots of little moments like that. I will say it is I have experienced sometimes in real life, like the reality that the perception I think other people have, like that my self-perception does not match what people actually think. Yes. Or, I don't feel like I'm phrasing that appropriately. Like where, I, you see you differently than the rest of the world sees you. Well, the the way that I imagine people see me is different than how they actually are. Oh, I see what you're Which saying. Which I guess maybe is my own self-perception. Like, your, maybe your self-perception it, is, you, is what ass- you perceive other people to perceive of you. I, th- I think that there's probably something to that. Anyway. Unle- unless there's a layer to it where you are acknowledging the reality that is, of course, they don't know all of your individual thoughts and they haven't had all of your life experiences. Well, let me let me tell you, this, this is a, a weird one that I feel like cropped up for me uh, in my adult life in a way that was like, sort of surprising to me on several occasions like growing up you know going like through high school and stuff we did sports all the time right you know we were like on we did soccer and then basketball and then soccer again we ran cross country we'd run swim team yep you know constantly active constantly running it was like a very like i considered myself fairly athletic yes yeah you know like i would have like you know uh and i would have considered anyone to know me to consider that a regular part of my personality. Like you would expect me to be athletic. Okay. Right. Yep. So I remember at one point, like realizing at my, uh, at my, at my old job, there was like that this, this was clearly not what I was projecting out that the perception of me was not as like an athletic person at 
all. Oh, weird. Yeah, like, like, uh, and, you know, I guess the people there would only ever know me in this, like, professional setting. Right. Or something. But, you know, if they were, like, calling to go play, like, every now and then there would be, like, the basketball court set up or something for, like, the Globetrotters coming in. Okay. And so it would be like, oh, everyone's going to go to basketball tonight. It was like, or someone's got, like, a football out. Or even if they were, like, going golfing or something. Like, the idea that I was going to be any good or an asset in any way was, like, was just not present. Oh, was like... Like, you would not have been picked first. Right. And it was just like, what is going on here? Sure. It was very weird. I was like, what am I projecting that is, like, that is how I very much want to be perceived. Sure, sure. Like, I feel like I, and it is mind boggling to me that this is not how it's being, how whatever I'm putting out there is not being received that way. Right, 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 right. Like, uh, I remember a similar thing happening even at, like, a church once upon a time, which is, you know, you're in this, like, peer group of people who are, like, your age. Right. I remember there was this situation where, you know, uh, everyone was meeting at night, and there was just a bunch of tables set up in this, uh, like, big open room. Okay. Some of the guys were, like, trying to, like, run and jump over a table. Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, as you do. As you do. I was like, yeah. I I love that game, personally. Exactly. And I remember, like, you know, they both jumped over. I was like, ooh, let me try. And, like, I remember... Like jump, you know, I jumped, cleared it. It's fun. and it was like the reaction was like a little too surprised that it was like, oh, I can't like, wow, that was out of nowhere. Who would have thought? And I was just like, what do you mean? I, like, I, it was like, right, like I was like, like, I did triple jump, like, I did high I did, jump. Yeah, like, like <laughs> I, I'm a known good jumper. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> jumping is like a thing I pride myself on. Like, what do you? This is you shouldn't be surprised. Oh, right? This like, is this is very interesting. It was. I was like. I, and it's just like, I can't tell you how much it bothered me. Like, what? Why don't people, I don't understand why people don't, re, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. That is not, and it's like, then the thing, I'm like, well, if their perception of me is just like the, someone they see at church and who does YouTube and talks about Harry Potter. Maybe they just think I'm, I don't know. Like, like maybe the, the quickest connection, if you're connecting dots, there isn't to natural born high jumper. <laughs> yeah. Which is not to say I'm like amazing. Sure. sure high jumper sure. something. Right. 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 But. Not, but like, you know, but generally athletic. Yes. Yeah. And and it's funny to hear me or for me to hear you describe that situation, because, of course, I would have been there through all of those things. Right. So I don't think that there would be a whole lot of doubt in my mind that you that you would have physical fitness. And it would be strange for me to hear that 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 is something that other people would have doubted, because the other thing is you're you're reasonably tall and lean just as like a build for a person. Sure. So I think there's that as well. Uh, I think sort of on the flip side I have talked a lot about how in high school, like one of like one of I would say like one of my bigger like regrets in life. I don't know if that's really the right way to say it. Mm-hmm. Something I wish I had done differently is played high school football mm-hmm. because I always really liked football, but we didn't play it as like a little league sport or anything. And so on for one, I was always very intimidated because I didn't really know how to like play the game. Mm-hmm. Like I would go and play, pick up games of football, but that was mostly like hike, run, catch the ball run right you know whatever two hand touch beat you know the one defender kid from the neighborhood exactly yeah 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 and not to mention from having run cross country and track for so many years i was I, like a literal bean pole i mean i weighed a, i think 130 pounds yeah my senior year of high school six foot tall so i mean very very tall you know probably if many of the guys had tackled me i probably would just snapped right in half um <laughs> But I had a couple of moments like where we would be playing games of like pick up football in the field, you know, the practice field or whatever uh, in gym class. And it would be one of those moments where like, you know, there'd be two captains and I would get picked first. 
like yeah. with football players like out there mm-hmm. on the field. And I'm like, I think that was one of those things that like encouraged me so much. Like it was <laughs> like, like really validating. Right. It was like me, but there's like, you just these other people over here. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe on the flip side of yours, I took enormous pride in that. That mm-hmm. was like, it's like, how can I tell people like, I know. 15 years from now, I'll start a podcast and tell the story <laughs> and then people will finally know they'll get it. They'll get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I feel like we, we covered a, a fair bit though. Do you, do you have anything else to add? Okay. I'm going to do one more thing just because that's literally what I called it in the notes. Okay. Let's do one more thing. Let's do one more thing. One more thing. I love it. This is so I wrote, this is a phenomenon. I think I was talking about this the other day. This is what I'm going to call do it now versus one more thing. Do it now. Does that, does that mean anything to you on the surface? Well, okay. Okay. Maybe. I think that we you've you've discussed before with me that I am like a one more thing type of person. Am I am I on to something here? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So frequent I'm late always. It's a given. It's and people uh, I people know this about me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how people perceive you, Ben. It's like, it says late. It, it's, <laughs> no no one expects at this point it's just People are expecting it. People, I think in your most inner circles. Yes, I, I do think people. I literally, my one of my closest friends, when we go mountain biking together, I'll be like, all right, I'll see you at 11. And he'll get there at like 1120 on purpose and still wait five minutes uh, yeah, and be like, like Ben, we uh, like, I would say at least once a month, we probably have like a family dinner at our parents' house. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. If it was 630 or something, it, it would blow my mind. If I showed up to mom and dad's and you were already there. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I, I know. <laughs> it, but I think you you have described this to me before as it's because typically like as I'd be getting because typically what's happening is I'm ready. Like it's not like mm-hmm. uh, like I'm not like I need to like shower or something. And it's like, you know, I'm supposed to be there at 630 and it's 620 and I still have to shower. And yeah. So um, but a lot of times it'll be like, all right, well, I'll walk the dogs and then I'll come back. I'm like, OK, like I can I can put the living room back together really quick, like put all the pillows down karate chop them perfectly you know that whole bit yeah maybe take out the trash real mm-hmm. fast and yeah. you know, wipe down the counter we're gonna take like 30 more seconds right start the dishwasher yeah build a chest of drawers you know like <laughs> like little things you do as you're walking out, yeah. out this, the house well, i'm already late <laughs> maybe, this point, what's the difference between 10 minutes late and 20 minutes late yeah. right 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe finally time to understand what e equals mc squared means mm-hmm. yeah yeah so like that i think that is what you would describe as one one last thing. One, one more thing. One more thing. One yeah. More so thing. I've so I have been on the flip side of that is the like the the I think this just do it right now okay. mentality where I've been trying to like train myself to do this recently where oftentimes I will see a thing that needs to be done that like will take ten seconds. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Like nothing. Just. Do it right now. Okay. And I will just like, or, or, or I can just, it's, it's such a small task as to doesn't even, I could do it later and we'll lose nothing. Right. Right. So, okay. Like, would you consider like taking the trash out to be one of these things? Like, no, I could, yeah. that's, that'd be, I mean, it might be. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a trash is the sort of thing where it's like, if you don't take the trash out, well, yeah, yeah, I would say, sure. I would, I would classify this here. To me, it feels like cause a lot of times, like the trash can be like one of those where it's like, uh, and that's like put on shoes or walk out in the cold or it's raining or something like that. It's like, but it needs to be taken out. I'm, I'm thinking even like more minute, like if I'm sitting on the couch and there is a glass in front of me on the coffee table uh-huh. and I'm about to walk 
to the bathroom or something. Right. I might look at the glass and be like, and I would like have a conversation in my head like, should I pick up the glass and take it with me and put it in the kitchen? Like, nah. Nah. <laughs> and, and it'll be like, like, of course, like, you know, like what difference does it make? You know, it's not right. you just got to move the glass. That's not going to take you long. If you just do it later, you don't have to do that right now. Right. It's like, cause, because it feels like that's something that needs to be done. That's going to have to make its way to the kitchen at some point. And it's just like, but why on earth would you not just bring it with you? Like it's right in front of you. You're going to walk right past it. And it's like, why? Like it, but there are times where I know I've, I've just like thought about it and decided not to. And then I'll get up and like turn around and be like, maybe I should. I'm already up. You know, <laughs> and it's just like you. What are you doing? Like, it's like uh, just pick it up and put it in the kitchen, and it's done. Right, 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 like, right. And it's just like just the just do it nowness of it. Like it, it's. I think uh, like training yourself just just take care of these little things right now because even though they feel tiny later when you have to do all of them, it's gonna it's gonna be bad. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I I really do because that's. I would say that that's me. And this is much larger scale than than moving a glass, but it's me with laundry and I will go I will ebb and flow with this where I will do like a year and a half rock steady, super solid, Mm -hmm. always on it. And then I'll have a year and a half where I'm terrible and there's heaps and piles and three different containers that I've deemed hampers that have (laughs) various forms of either these clothes were cleaned, but now how long have they sat there? And did I start putting dirty clothes on top of them? I better just wash it all again. Better do the whole thing. <laughs> better do the whole thing. But like that's it's it's like if you just wash one week's worth of clothes in one go, then it's like, OK, like washing one load folding takes 15 minutes. Not that much stuff. Yeah. Like nice, easy, simple. But more often than not lately, it's I'm, I'm like, nah, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's like. I have more clothes. <laughs> right. Like, I'm okay. Oh, what you're describing is like the, the college dishes problem. It is the college dishes the problem. The college dishes problem. Yep. Everybody comes to college with their own set of dishes. Their own set of dishes. And if there are more clean dishes, then why wash one when there's already a pile of dirty exactly, dishes? Exactly. Exactly. If you let me pro tip for all of you uh, moving to college and you're going to live in a townhouse off campus with your three best buds, only one of you needs to bring dishes. Everybody, if everyone brings dishes, they will never get done. Never. Because one, there will always be another clean dish until there's not, which means there are four sets of dirty dishes on your one sink, and it's so many different people's fault that it's there that no one will do it. Yep, yep. That's it's the bystander good. effect. It's the bystander. Oh, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of things at work here. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just my pro tip for you. But so the thing I've been... I've realized that it's been a good teacher for me to like, just act, just do it. Just okay. get it done right now. Is Nike. Been, is what? Nike. No. <laughs> it's like, it's their, that's their, that's their slogan. Yeah. yeah. It's been my AirPods on my uh, nightstand. Okay. Because every, like most nights I will, as I'm falling asleep, I'll have like one of them in my ear and I'll like set a sleep timer on Audible and I'll just listen to some more book. Okay. Get some reading in. Absolutely. You know, but inevitably by the next morning, uh, they're both just sort of not in the case, which charges them. Okay. And if they don't make it into the case by the time I make it to bed the next night, they will be dead. Okay. I will no longer be able to listen. I will have to sit there and not be able to listen to my book. The worst. I Well, it's very frustrating, you know, because you're like laying there. This is like something that helps me fall asleep. Right. So if I can't do it, it's no good at all. So I've like real I've really taken to anytime I like walk past the nightstand and I look down and I see the ear the airbud the airpods there. 
just immediately put them in because it's going to take two seconds and then you will not have this problem. No matter what, you will not have the problem later. I'll, you fix it right now, will cannot be a problem later. It is true. It is true. Yeah. All, all I'm hearing, though, is that you're about to start to be late to things. No, that, that this is exactly like like this is this is the line you tread. I know. Yeah, I like, know. That's, exactly, that's, I'm like, that's what I'm like now. Now there's a there's a fine line here, because if you if you start adapting this and you go too far in one direction, you could be one more thing guy. Yes. Yeah. And, and then you're going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to reel back. You don't want that. Yeah. So, so that's the, I think we, we are both living on two sides of this coin. I think we are. Yeah. I think we are. It's, it's very, very funny. Um, but it, oh yeah, it's so, it's so, it's so hard. I think because a lot of times I have tried over and over and over again in my life to just be like, okay, every Tuesday night for 15 minutes, I'm just going to complete this task. And every Wednesday night for 15 minutes, I'm going to complete this task. And this is all going to like leave me so optimized that I'll mm-hmm. never have to do that one more thing problem again. Right. You know, like I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm going to be, I'm going to beat it to the punch. I'm going to be preemptive. Right. Exactly. But the problem with like a finely tuned system is, is that a, a single grain can throw the whole thing off. Oh yeah. And my life is anything but consistent. Sandy. Like it's, it's, it, I have the sandiest life ever. Mm. It, the, my gears rusty, yeah. <laughs> like because of the sand right. and the salt mm-hmm. and granola. Strangely, I don't know where that came from. You know, you, if you have a car long, there's probably some McDonald's French fries that have wedged the ways down there in the gears, way down in the gears, <laughs> way down in the gears. Why do they not seem like they get older? I don't know. <laughs> answer that question next time you're eating. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that's, it's like the, the best laid plans though. It's, uh, I like, I know, and I, I envy people who live a strict and disip- disciplined lifestyle because I'm like, ah, I wish, I wish I could do that. Like, I, I can see the benefit. I understand the efficiency. I just can't do it. It's just, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. There's, I feel like oftentimes I will look around, especially, God, we got the three kids, and it's like, they just, there's just mess. Met, just They're mess. just mess. It's like, you think you got a lot of laundry with two people? Wait till there's five. You know, but that that might be the, I mean, it could be it could be my saving grace. I've always known this about myself is that I am better if I have absolutely no time to choose otherwise. Right. Like it's the best semester of college I ever had. I was taking the best grades I ever got, best performance across the board. Mm-hmm. I was working over 40 hours a week for my aquarium company. I had 18 credit hours and two keystone courses for both of my majors right so like two of the hardest classes that i took my entire college career yeah while working more than full time right and i got like all a's and a b and it was because there was like no time available to not do the things that were required right if 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 you don't do it you can't do it and if you didn't do it you fail. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And so it was like, instead of having it, like getting out of class and being like, Oh, I have three hours. Like I'll, I'll watch a couple of episodes of a TV show. I'll make some dinner and then I'll get it knocked out. Then it was like, dude, you got 40 minutes. And if you don't do it, there is literally not another slate of time and get it done now. Right. And so I got it done, got it done then. So just be busier, just be busier. Mm-hmm. I just got to fill in all of the available gaps of my time so that there's nothing left. And then, and then I'll be on top of it or struggling and terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? That's I know, right? Who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah. Well, 
We'll see. There we go. All right, guys, if you have any feedback for this week's episode of The Pop, you can send it to popcornculturepod at gmail.com, or you can find us over on Reddit, where we have a happening little community that's just growing little bit by bit. If you haven't already left a review for the podcast, it does help us out. We do appreciate that. And we want to give a special thanks to these patrons who now support us over on Patreon. We've got Lindsay, just Lindsay, Savannah Porter, Joshua Smith, Lindsay Moore, Travis Gilmore, Giava, Natalie C., Santiago Castillo, Yoda Noodle, Edward Horace, and Luna Madai Lupin. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you like guys to, all so much. Yeah, uh, we really actually do. Super appreciate it. If you guys would like to support us over on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash popcornculture. Otherwise, until next week, pop, pop. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.